Welcome to BP Leadership Podcast, where real leaders are made. I'm Bill Purvis, your host, and today we're picking up on part two of a lesson entitled The Secret to Leading Leaders. Can't wait to get into it, so let's get started. All right, let me give you now the seven keys to leading high-level leaders. This is the keys to how I've learned it. One is high-level leaders know that everybody wants something. Now, that, that's I've always said that before, but it's worth knowing. Everybody wants something. It doesn't have to be bad. Uh, some people just want encouragement. The other day, somebody called me, and in the middle of the conversation, I figured out they need validation. They're making a decision that they don't have many voices in their life telling them it's the right decision. And I picked up and discerned out of that, they just need me to say, I believe you can do that. That's all they need. Once I said that, I felt they thought, okay, I'm off to the races. Now, everybody wants something. Now, some people may call you and want money. They, they may want you to bail them out. They, they, may, you know, they, they may want a lot of things that you say, ah, bad time to get a call. But everybody wants something. And so be very authentic and, and, and understand that with high-level leaders, I had one one time that was really great. Uh, he was a, a corporate guy that had a lot of businesses. And he asked me, he said, Bill, I, I want something from you. And I said, okay, tell me what you want. He said, I don't think about God as much as I should. He said, I've been blessed and I'm successful and all the rest. But he said, I don't think about the spiritual life as much. I need you in my life to remind me of that on a regular basis. He said, that's what I want out of our relationship. And then I said, great. And then he looked at me and said, now, what, what do you want from me? And he knew, he knew that I wanted something. So I said, okay, what I want from you, and I won't bother you, but I want the freedom to call you maybe two, three times a year. I won't bother you. I'll just call you, and I'll be specific. If I'm ever making a decision I need to make or I need some counsel, I just want you to be kind of my, my springboard, my, my feedback. And he said, good. We shook hands, and we walked out of my office, and, and promise you, probably three times a year, I may call him. He'll call me more than that and ask me a question. I was reading through the Bible today, and, and he may get a question that he doesn't know, and I give him a lot of that, but I save. I don't call him regularly, but when I do call him, it's always something worthwhile and something big. And the reason I say that is because I want them to know high-level leaders, they know you want something, so just be up front on, uh, on the beginning. Number two, you must build a high-trust relationship. Now, the more they trust you, the more you can lead them. And, and the key on that is going to be don't go to high-level leaders with your handout. Don't go asking for money. We went through a difficulty one time at the church that I, uh, I wound up, it cost me. My first two sons had wonderful weddings, big weddings. My third son, I was almost broke. I mean, I literally spent everything I had, cashed in everything I had. I, he got married in a little chapel that held 60 people. And I, I put my neck on the line. I had gotten in a situation where where some employees had taken advantage, and so it cost me personally. I never told the church about it. For one whole year, I never told the church. But I really thought that my ministry was over. If you ask me what's the scariest time, that was it right there. And I remember having to sacrifice everything I ever had and had ever worked for. Now, God blessed me and got it all back within three or four years later. But I remember in that difficult time, I never asked anybody for help. And one of the leaders that I know came bursting through my office one day, walked right past the secretary and said, is he in there? And she said, yes. And he didn't ask, could I see him? He opened up the door. He said, I'm irate with you. I'm furious with you. And I said, what's that about? And he was mad. And here's what he said. He flew, by the way, flew into Columbus just to see me. 
and just to say this. He said, I just learned about what you went through. He said, all you had to do is pick up that telephone and call me. I'd have stroked you one check. I'd have never missed it for every bit of that. And nobody would know but me and you. All you had to do is call me. And then he said, I thought we were friends. I thought we were closer than that. Now, he was offended that I didn't ask him for something. But I had already determined I was never going to ask somebody to give me something. And I encourage you, especially if you're a pastor or whatever, don't go with your hand out. Uh, earn the trust. Uh, let the people in, in your circle and those of you, by the way, they're in business, give the people more than what they expect for their price, and they'll tell other people about how good you are. And when you build the trust, what happens is then you can lead them further and you can lead them longer. Uh, when they leave your presence, they ought to know, you know, I got more than I gave. They, and and that, that's the way the relationship ought to be. Uh, the Number three, high-level leaders want to be insiders. Uh, for them, they want to know what's the inner work and how it works. I often said this, you make insiders by giving them inside information. And they want to be a part of the, you know, the, the process. They want to be a part of the decisions. Uh, and, and so a high-level leader is that person that, they, they want to know not just can I come and be a client, but they want to know how do I add value. And the way that they do that is by giving them sometimes your own struggles. Uh, some of you in business, one of the best things you can do is find somebody one day that is a high-level leader and ask them, in my business, here's what I'm facing. What do you think? And bounce it off them. You'll be surprised at how many of them will take it to heart. In fact, I had a doctor. He passed away a couple years ago. Great guy. Uh, smart as could be. I enjoyed going to see him. He's a heart doctor. I enjoyed going to see him, not for that, you know, for my heart, but I enjoyed seeing him because of the, the dialogue. This guy was brilliant. And I remember one time I asked him a question while I was doing that treadmill stress test thing, and he just stopped and looked at me with the most perplexed look. He said, no one has ever asked me that. He said, I'll find the answer. Well, I kept walking, and it wasn't the biggest answer. I didn't need it right then. At 2 a.m. in the morning, my phone rang. I'm thinking it's an emergency, somebody's dead, I pick up the phone, it's him. He said, I got it. And I'm like, what? He said, I got the answer. I've been looking all afternoon when I got home, I've got the answer. And I thought, this could have waited. You know, I could have come by tomorrow, you could have called me, you're going to call me at 2 a.m.? He couldn't go to sleep till he tried to add value to me. And, and so he gave me the answer. It was great. I just thought from then on, I'm going to ask him a question I think he knows the answer to, so I can get some sleep at night. But I know this, that... They want to be inside the info. All right, number four, high-level leaders have to respect you. Um, here's what happens. And, and, and by the way, this is what helped me as a pastor. Um, I understood that that uh, relationship with the outside world. See, in a Christian world, uh, in, in a Christian world, we give trust to anybody and everybody the minute we see them. You know, we say, Oh, you go to church? Oh, God bless you. Hallelujah. You're my brother. We call them brother, sister, and all that. We just love all of them. And we just bring them in the inner circle so quick. There's no discernment. We don't know anything about the character. They just use the name God, and all of a sudden, we brought them on board, and we make them our next best friend. The world's a little smarter. The world says, I want to sit back and see you. I want to know you. I want to be a little, not skeptical, but at least observant. And, and the world doesn't give you the relationship quickly. Whereas the church will give you the relationship the day you walk in. And the danger of that is this, is that we have a tendency in the church, we bring them in, then they burn us, then we push them out. Whereas it'd be smarter to go slower and then we can keep them. And so the world is saying, I want to respect you. 
and, and they're going to give you respect and they expect it in return. Number five, high-level leaders need clear direction. Uh, to a high-level leader doesn't just want to get on board. You know, if, if you've got low-level leaders, you just say, hey, everybody, let's get on board. Let's go somewhere and do this. And they'll immediately say, okay, and they'll jump on and say, it doesn't matter where we're going. We're all together. But a high-level leader says, I want to know before we go, do I want to invest my time? Am I interested in being a part of this? And they want to know where you're going. By the way, that's why I come back to the church again. But that's why we always stated real clearly, we are the church for the unchurched. We keep that mission right out there in front. We want people to know on the front end right where we're going. And as long as they know where we're going, you don't get off track. If you don't know where you're going, what happens is your high-level leaders say, I'll wait and sit back and not get on board until you figure it out. And so they want to know. They don't like uncertainty. They want it to be very clear. They want to know, is this a yes or a no? Is this a go or a stop? They just want to know. And, and so we need to think that through if we're going to lead them. Number six, high-level leaders need integration with other high-level leaders that they respect. Now, what that does is this. I'll tell you, when one time we grew a lot, I, I would bring, um, I'd bring a lot of leaders together that didn't know each other, and I'd sit down and have a monthly breakfast. And all of these guys didn't know each other. But in that luncheon or that breakfast, they got acquainted, and then I would toss out ideas, and they would tell me a yay or nay, but we began to grow together, and we got on one cause. You see, a high-level leader does not want to be the, the one leader of all projects. If you've got an organization and you've just got one person leading everything, after a while they get burned out, they also sometimes can get too much power. Sometimes they will get their own agenda. You need a lot of good thinking heads around you. And if you've got a company, suppose you've got a company with five different people on there, well, then let each one take certain responsibility for certain areas. If you've got a company with, with a thousand, find the best leaders and let them lead hundreds and let the hundreds lead fifties and let the fifties lead ten. But break it up in such a way that everybody gets to grow in their leadership and don't put it all on one. If you put it all on one, you put a lid on the organization. And then number seven, the last along there is high-level leaders want motivation. Now, when I say they want motivation, they want to be in on something that makes a difference. Uh, what we did to, to constantly let people know that if they're high-level leaders, what we were doing and what in investment they were making was, was working, we would constantly give them information as here's the results. Here's what's going on. Here's what we got out of that. And, and as long as they can see you're making progress. And by the way, big causes draw big leaders. So you want, to, you want to have a big enough cause that, that makes them say, I'd like to be a part of that. I don't want to miss out on that. So I'll ask you this to be thinking about this as we wrap it up. Write down perhaps the name of five high-level leaders that you want to get on board in your organization. Maybe five clients that you want to reach. It may be five different uh, leaders that you need to bring up or people within your organization that you can say, I need to get those people to step it up to read more, to learn more. I did this with almost, uh, you know, with my son years ago. He's taken over now and doing a fantastic job. And actually, we're growing more now than we were before, which has been fantastic. And I'm proud of him. But the interesting thing was, for two years, I said, I want you to go into every meeting and don't say a word, just take notes. I want you to watch what I do, what they do, what I say, what I don't say. I want you to learn. Now, afterwards, you can give me feedback, tell me what you saw, didn't see. But I want you to learn it by being a part of it. And he was, he was that master student for that time.
He would go with me from early morning to late at night in every circumstance. I remember one time we were in a board meeting with some about six high-level leaders, and they were like arguing. And I remember he kept looking at me like, are you going to stop this? And they were going back and forth with each other. And, and I was enjoying letting that work itself out. And when we got in the car, he said, were they mad? I said, no. They're all bosses, and they're just not used to anybody. that They, they, they tell them what to do. They're not used to anybody telling them. And so they're all in that room trying to figure out who's the chief. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we got what we wanted. But he learned by being around it. Some of you have got some employees. You've got people under you that you need to be bringing them along, mentoring them. Instead of just telling them what to do, let them be a part of what you're doing so you can show it. And so the key is going to be write down the names of those people that you know as high-level leaders you want on board or the people around you that you want to take to a higher level. And that's a, those are kind of the thoughts I have on, on the secret to, uh, to leading leaders. Leaders are different, but if you do that, I know it'll make a difference. All right, well, that was the second and final part of Bill's Leadership Lesson, The Secret to Leading Leaders. And you do not want to miss the next podcast that we've got coming out this week. It's with his good friend, Scott Pratt. Now, Scott is a very successful man. He has been with the Papa John's franchise for many years. He has won the award for having the most successful franchise in the country. He's got over 20 store locations. He is just a leader among leaders and has an amazing story that you do not want to miss. So make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you get notified as soon as this episode releases later on this week whatever platform you're on whether it's a podcasting platform or you're watching on youtube hit the subscribe button it's completely free so that you get notified when that episode releases thank you guys again for joining us stay tuned and get ready we got some great content coming soon and remember as always that this is where real leaders are made